Welcome to episode number 100 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. So here we are. This is episode number 100, which means for the past 100 weeks, I have been showing up every Tuesday with an email in your inbox to say, hey, come check out the latest episode of the Nurses Living the Good Life podcast. And if you know me or you've been coached by me, you've heard me talk about celebrating wins and celebrating success as an important part of leveraging neuroplasticity in the brain and building new neural pathways so that doing new scary things tends to not be so scary and feel so dangerous. And so we're going to celebrate for a quick moment here. And I want to, um, give you a sense of what has been, what has resonated on the podcast and give you maybe a little cheat sheet for if you want to dive in, but you're not sure where to start. These are our top episodes. And, uh, I think you should, you know, just earmark them for a moment when, you know, you're in the car going to work or on a walk and, uh, looking for something of inspiration and, uh, and an example of what's possible for you as a nurse. So, I'm so excited though. I mean, shit, I can't even actually believe that we're here. I can believe it because I'm recording this right now, but I, I, uh, I, I kind of can't, do you know what I mean? Have you ever been in between, uh, those two where you're like, wow, uh, it's crazy to think that back in March of 2022, I had this idea. And actually I would say the idea started back in September ish of 2021. And I had an idea that I wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't know what I wanted the title to be. I didn't know what I wanted it to be about. And then all of a sudden I came up with this idea of nurses living the good life. And from there I thought, you know what, this is my why every person that we bring on this podcast will be an example of a person who commits to using whatever he, she, or they have to live the good life. And that's what we've done. So, so I'm celebrating and it's Friday. I've got my admin day today as, uh, uh, as I've maybe mentioned before, I like to keep, I like to bookend my, uh, busy client days with a Monday and a Friday for administrative time. If for those of you who are in private practice or in business, uh, and can set your own schedules, I think that is one of the joys of actually being an entrepreneur and, and being able to set, you know, the, the freedom in place so that when I travel, you know, I still can maintain client visits and patient visits throughout the week. Uh, and I also love this idea of having a couple days on and a couple days off as an introvert, right? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if you see me, I am, you know, I've got my makeup done. I've got my cat eyes, you know, my wings done nicely. My lashes are looking good. You know, I am ready. I am like CEO ready on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to be client facing, patient facing. But Mondays, Fridays, it's a little bit of a different story. Um, and even my coach training people know for the people who come on uh, coach, well, they probably actually don't know, but the, for the people who come on coach training, uh, we meet on Monday nights. And so, and I, I make sure that, you know, th- throughout the day on Monday, I do a lot of work and I take a break in the afternoon and uh, usually get showered, get dinner together for our family and then go on to teach coach training to our cohort uh, Monday nights. But but I love the way that that schedule is just built, right? It just gives me a chance to, to keep it comfy and cozy on the days where, you know, I don't need to be full glam. And uh, for those of you who have uh, maybe, you know, like to have a couple extra days at home where 
you know, I don't know, maybe you don't shower or maybe you don't do your makeup to, you know, the full degree. I, I love having time in my schedule, you know, clear days where I'm on and clear days where I'm off, not on video, you know, not needing to, uh, to do anything right. To like, you know, judge up my appearance. I love it. So, um, so I'm sitting here, it's Friday, I'm in sweatpants and I am relishing in this beautiful day. The snow is falling outside. The children were sorely disappointed because they did not have a snow day today. They were anxiously awaiting the phone call uh, this morning, which did not come much to their dismay and much to my uh, joy. Okay. Cause you know what? It has been a week. They had off a day already for, uh, to celebrate, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. They then had a snow day uh, on Wednesday, and uh, and so I was very excited to see those children right on the bus and uh, tell them, you know, get out of here and leave me be for about eight hours. <laughs> so, so it's me and Stella girl. We're sitting here. We're staying warm, and uh, and watching this little nor'easter blow in where we're supposed to get a ton of snow today, and it's just one of those days. Do you have those? Do you know what I'm talking about? I love those days. So, um, we are also, I'm just as a update, give you a couple of, um, things that I'm working around on around here, and then we'll get into these podcast episodes. Uh, but I wanted to just give you an update. So some of you know that, uh, last year I've put a lot of, um, uh, podcasts and talked quite a bit about it on the podcast, which is a lot of my own health journey. And, uh, this month I made a commitment to, uh, being alcohol free to just, you know, see how it would go. And I'll tell you something, uh, last year I put into place a rule essentially for myself, which was no alcohol between usually like Monday, at least Monday and Thursday, if not Monday and Friday. Um, and only really having a, a drink or two on the weekends. And I've noticed too, that I don't know about you guys, but, uh, when my, uh, TSH tends to go up or, you know, whether it's perimenopause or just age in general, but I don't necessarily do well with alcohol anymore. Um, you know, one or two drinks and I'm, I'm pretty much toe up. And, uh, you know, the, the after effects of that are, uh, sometimes very uncomfortable, uh, whether it's a hangover or not sleeping well, um, not feeling good, you know, uh, even from a couple, you know, a couple drinks. And I've pretty much put a limit on myself, which is about two, maybe at most three drinks, because that's about all I can handle anymore. Um, and, um, so I worked on that last year because I just wanted to clean it up and make sure that, you know, for the days again, that I am client facing and patient facing that I'm sharp and, um, and sleeping well. And that, you know, if I want to enjoy something over the weekend that I do. So for Christmas and, and new year's, that shit went right out the fucking window. Okay. So I was like, I don't, I don't even care. I'm just, you know, we're home. It's, you know, the New York Times calls that week between Christmas and New Year's dead week. And I think there's a good uh, reason for that, right? Uh, businesses, many businesses are closed and, um, you know, it's just a quieter time uh, for a lot of us. And um, I really enjoy having that time blocked off from the calendar. I like, you know, having quiet days at home, uh, being around the boys are here. And which, you know, most of the time is, is enjoyable. <laughs> Sometimes it's not <laughs> for those of you with children, you'll understand exactly what I mean. And, uh, but this was an opportunity, I think just to, you know, have a really quiet, you know, about two weeks. Um, my husband was off work. I closed down the calendar for coaching and, and saw patients for a half day, you know, uh, each of those weeks, but really not much else to speak of. 
and it was great. But one of the things that I did do was I indulged a little bit in wine and, um, and I just felt like it's vacation. I'm ready, like let loose a little bit. And so we had gotten, I bought my husband for one of his Christmas gifts, some wine and, um, and also got some wine as a Christmas gift myself. And so we had a good stash of wine. And, um, so I made use of it and I'll tell you, I was for those, uh, probably 10 days or so, you know, a glass of wine, maybe one, maybe two every, every night. And I was by the end of, you know, by new year's day, pretty much, I was probably up four pounds. I felt terrible because of all that sugar. And, um, and I just decided, you know what? It's going to be, we're going to do, we're going to do alcohol free January and dry January. And, uh, let's just see how it goes. Right. In my mind, it feels terrible, right. To be like, I don't want to give up alcohol for a month. I mean, who really wants to do that? But I also think that as a coach, you know, one of the things that I tell myself and, and tell clients too, is there's shit that you are absolutely against doing. You really have to get curious with yourself and say, why, why am I unwilling to give up alcohol for a month? Right? Like why, why, why is it such a big damn deal? There are plenty of people out there who maintain a alcohol-free lifestyle. So like, why, why is this a big deal for me? And for those of you who, um, who understand uh, your relationship with alcohol, you might uh, know that maybe you think of alcohol as a way, it's a social lubricant, maybe it's something that makes it easier for you to uh, you know, be around other people who you might not otherwise want to be around. Um, and the holidays, girl, we got a lot of people we don't want to be around the holidays, as you know. Uh, and so maybe those are the reasons, maybe you enjoy it. Maybe you, um, feel bad because maybe your partner's drinking and you don't want to be, you know, leave that person alone to drink. I mean, all sorts of reasons. Maybe you think it's healthy, right? Think of all the reasons that you may drink alcohol. And so I noticed in myself that I thought, oh my God, that sounds terrible to do a month of alcohol free. And I was like, well, that's exactly the, the reason that you should be doing it, you know? And so I made a commitment and said, you know, I'm going to do it. So here's what, here's what happened. Uh, first week was terrible. I like every night around five o'clock, I was like, oh my God, I could so go for a glass of wine. And I think on the third or the fourth, I actually, we had wine left over from New Year's day or New Year's Eve maybe. And I think I, I poured myself a glass intentionally. I was like, I'm going to break this cause whatever poured myself a glass. I took one sip. It tasted decent, but not great. It wasn't the wine that I wanted. And I just, and I was so disgusted with myself and I took a sip of it and I was like, I'm not doing this. I went right over to the sink and I poured it out. So I have not been totally alcohol free for the month of January, but except for that one sip of wine, I have been. And so I'm really proud of myself for that. So, um, but it's been, it's been really interesting. I also started wearing a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor, and I've been monitoring my blood sugars in my private practice. We're doing a, a 30 day, um, a four week book club, uh, starting next week, actually on Tuesday, I need to send an email out to the private practice and tell them, uh, and we're going through the glucose goddess method. And we're talking about, uh, the changes that you can make, you know, simply in terms of how you eat, when you eat, uh, in order to improve your blood sugar uh, control. And, uh, so, you know, so I got my CGM and I've been wearing it and, and I've you know, uh, alcohol free, which has been, which has been good. And over the past, oh, it's day 19. Uh, and it's been the first 10 days were terrible. So many urges, so many cravings, 
so much thinking about it, like, oh, it's five o'clock, I'm going to have a cocktail. And I remember being a new mom, and I remember when I used to work, um, I had a, uh, my first NP job was uh, outpatient only, and I would come home from work, and I would, like, hit the bottle, like, I'm not, like, hit the margaritas. We used to have margaritas here on hand, those Jose Cuervo margaritas, and I would have margarita probably every night, or, or I think at that point I was doing vodka tonics, not gin, but... Um, and so when I, um, I remember thinking like, oh gosh, it, it feels like that old cycle I was in, which was like, I get really tired from work. I feel really, you know, burnt out or whatever and need to use, you know, a margarita to kind of take that edge off. And so, um, so the first 10 days of not having any, it was a lot of like, it was really uncomfortable, tons of urges, tons of cravings, tons of thinking about it. And I knew that going into it, I knew it was going to be about a first, you know, two weeks. I told myself the first two weeks are going to blow. You're going to be cranky, moody, irritable because you are withdrawing off of all the sugar that you've had, not only from wine, but from cookies and pastries and, you know, the irregularity of what you've been doing over, you know, in terms of your eating schedule and eating plan uh, over the past two weeks of, you know, the holiday season. And I mean, if we're being honest, probably over the, the month of December, um, so I, uh, I knew those first couple of weeks were going to be uh, like terrible and they were, and you know, here's the benefit though, right? What's on the other side of those two weeks? Well, all of a sudden, right around day 10, 11, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm like not thinking about it and, and I don't need it. And that beautiful opportunity happened at that moment, right? Where you go through those urges and cravings and you, you allow yourself to have them and you smell the wine, but you don't drink it. And you, de- you, uh, you look at uh, your brain and how it works and you outsmart it and you decondition your desire for it. And I'm telling you, it's a powerful exercise to do if you know how to do it. Uh, and this is a lot of what I teach my clients, whether it's on the business end, uh, you know, in some of our business coaching courses or, or programs, or if it's in my private practice. And so I was really proud of myself that I did that and uh, got to that point where I thought, oh, I'm totally good. And now we're day 19 and I'm like, well, whatever. Alcohol, pish posh, like, you know, I, I, I can do it without it. It doesn't, it doesn't even bother me. You know, uh, I made my, my husband a drink uh, this past weekend. And, uh, we went out to dinner and we went actually out on a date night and it was not a problem. He had a beer and I had a club soda and totally not an issue. Right. So that ability to sit there and be like, I'm at a bar and I'm drinking a club soda and it's just not a problem. It's an amazing thing. Right. Especially if you're someone who has been, you know, a glass of wine a night. So that's been my January. It's been, it's been interesting. My blood sugar control has been so much better. Uh, and, um, without the alcohol, without all of that sugar, it makes sense, uh, been a lot better. And, um, and I'm starting to really understand, I think the nuance of blood sugar control in a way that uh, I don't think we number one talk about, or number two, that we were taught. Um, and number three, that reflects a lot of the current literature that we have around blood sugar and blood sugar control for long-term health. So, um, so it's been interesting around here. I'm going to tell you. Uh, and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud as shit. Okay. That's how I am right now. So let's get to it. Let me give you these podcast episodes so that you have this guide essentially for if you want to look through some of the episodes and really focus on the ones that are, uh, were top notch and that people really liked and had a ton of downloads from, 
uh, and uh, and let's get to it. Uh, so you can use this podcast to really create your version of the good life, right? And that's what we're that's what we're all about. So, okay, we're gonna start with number five. Okay, so we're gonna do top five, and then I'm also gonna throw in a couple of the ones that I think are don't miss episodes that I think are fantastic. Um, that didn't make the top five, but are certainly notable. Okay. So top five, starting from the bottom, number five, episode number 55, uh, 59, we can do whatever we want. Reinventing her NP career with Megan Filaremo. So Megan's another life coach. Um, and, um, I interviewed her on the podcast. She runs a service and she does burnout coaching and, um, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, not burnout coaching. She helps NPs who want to um, essentially love the job that they can't leave. She's the founder of Nursing Beyond the Job. And she, on this podcast, we had a great conversation about you know what's possible and how she used coaching to her advantage to really change her outlook and take advantage of all the skills that she has and repackage and repurpose what she does as a coach and add on an additional revenue stream and and, and then she also went into some of the best advice that she gives to any NP who's considering coaching or wants to add in, you know, coaching as a skill set. And it was a great interview and she's a lovely human. Uh, so it was a pleasure to, you know, speak with her and get to know her a little better. But that one was number five and, uh, and I love it. Her, one of her quotes in that uh, interview was, we can do whatever we want. And she, we were talking about how like, you know, the sky's the limit in terms of when you have the knowledge and the expertise that you and I do as advanced practice nurses, sky's the limit. You can do whatever you want. It's amazing. It's incredible. And when you start thinking it like that and you look at what you have and you say, oh, I could do whatever I want. I could build a course. I could become a coach. I could open a business. I could build an entirely different career for myself. It's incredible. It's so empowering. So episode number 55, uh, 59, we can do whatever we want uh, with Megan Filaremo. Go check that out. Number four was episode number 49. Now this actually surprised me, but it was, um, how to become a coach. And, um, and I guess I'm not that surprised because if you're listening to this and you listen to me and some of the coaching insight that I have and some of the, uh, information about, you know, whether it's behavioral science or positive psychology, uh, or the combination of all those things, plus some feminism. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a penchant for coaching because, I'm a coach and I talk to you about coaching. And if you're still here at episode 100, then that makes me think, uh, you know, you probably have a little bit of coach in you too. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, but I answered in that episode, a uh, question that I see pop up in the Facebook group all the time, which is how do you become a coach? And I walked through, you know, some of the avenues for, um, getting a coaching certificate. And I walked you through some of the um, you know, available training programs, including coach training, which is my own program, which I've designed for advanced practice nurses who want to learn how to coach and then use coaching to make some money, whether it's, you know, to go negotiate a better salary for themselves because they're, uh, you know, doing a little bit extra or doing care a little differently in their own, uh, positions, or if they want to open up a side business or if they want to leave the profession altogether and start coaching rather than, you know, being an advanced practice nurse. I mean, so many options with it. So we uh, did a deep dive into the ways in which you can become a coach. And um, I talked through some of my experience and the courses and certifications that I have and that I've taken and walked you through coach training and what we do in there. And, uh, but that one was a big hit. So, so if you are thinking about coaching or you're like, I kind of like this coaching thing, um, 
I would check that one out. That's episode number 49. I also want to put a plug out for those of you who are thinking about coaching. Go over to um, coachtraining.com because the um, we have up there a wait list for signing up for the next round of coach training, which will be in September. Um, I think it's the third weekend of September here in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, sign up for the wait list if you want to be notified when we um, send out a you know, first come first serve, like this is not a huge training or I'm not training, you know, uh, a large group of people. We tend to keep this a little smaller, a little bit more intimate. I really want you to get, you know, a great experience and I want you to get some one-on-one time and, uh, some personalized attention. So the, um, we will announce that through the wait list. And so if you are interested, it's coach training coach with a K girl, cause you know where you are. Uh, and, um, go to coachtraining.com and sign up. And then, uh, Joey and I are actually behind the scenes creating a new, um, uh, a new training and it's going to show you the first, uh, segment of coach training that I did for this past cohort. And it's great. And it's, uh, and you'll know instantly if you watch that segment and you're like, oh, this is my jam. Like I totally want more you should be in coach training for our next cohort, um, which is going to be great. Uh, but, uh, that's all you'll know. You'll watch it and be like, I want, where's the rest of it? Give me like, give me access now. I want to see the whole thing and I want to put my deposit on and be in the next cohort. So, so that'll be coming soon. So, um, again, www.coachtrainingcoachwithak.com and, uh, sign up for the wait list for, uh, to hear when we open up the doors to the next cohort of coach training. All right, episode number three. This is the the third top um, uh, episode uh, with downloads and uh, from you, and it was episode number eighty four, opening a hormone practice with Jackie Piasta. Um, and this was a great interview for those of you who know Jackie. Uh, you know the um, she's a lovely human and um, uh, out there doing her thing. She has a tremendous amount of experience in functional medicine. And in women's health, uh, she is a NAM certified menopause provider, uh, and, uh, very knowledgeable and has her own private practice called Monarch Health and, uh, started it relatively recently. And, um, but one of the things that, that Jackie's also done, and, and those of you who have reached out to me, you know, there are a lot of people I'm getting so many, so much interest in, you know, HRT courses and people DMing me and saying, Hey, you know, if, I want to get into HRT. Like, what do I do? How do I, you know, do this? I'm an FMP or maybe I don't have the, you know, background training on it. What do I do? And so I have pointed a lot of you, uh, to Jackie's mentorship where she is teaching, uh, a functional medicine approach and, uh, to menopause and to menopause care. And I think it's fantastic. I mean, she's a, you know, she's a, a, a again, a lovely human from just a, a basic standpoint, but she's got a wealth of information. I think she's got a great approach. So, um, and, and she really has a clear mission of why she does what she does. And, you know, I always resonate with people like that. Um, so I, um, I encourage you to listen to that one. We, Jackie and I talked about why she left a traditional healthcare model and then really her top piece of advice for, you know, nurse NPs who want to start a business or, you know, consider starting a private practice. And, uh, and again, she's got her mentorship going. She just launched, I think her second cohort. And, um, but she is a great example of what's possible when you go and dive into something and you learn and you, you understand it, you know, pretty well. And then all of a sudden you look around and you're like, wait a minute, 
I'm going to put my own private practice together. I'm going to combine all the things that I love and, and create a service. And then I'm going to go and teach other people how they can do it too. And I think she's a fantastic example of that. So if you are looking for um, opening a hormone practice and just hearing some insight, Jackie, this is a great conversation to, um, to listen to. And then I encourage you to go and check her out. Uh, at, uh, and you can find her on, um, uh, on Instagram if you type her name in, uh, but, uh, she's, a uh, there's a lot of interest in this episode and I'm not surprised at all. Um, it was a great episode, but, uh, um, she's got a lot of, a lot of, uh, wisdom to share. And I think a, a, a trusted source to, you know, learn how to do hormones if you're looking for somebody. Um, all right. Episode number two, second most popular. Now look at you guys, episode number 47, starting a functional medicine practice for women with Emily Saudry. So um, Emily Saudry is a um, is a friend and local here. She lives a couple miles from me uh, here in Cleveland, Ohio. And, um, and, and Emily, in a nutshell, we did this episode some time ago uh, and probably over a year ago, actually, or maybe just about a year ago. Emily was in just starting essentially her private practice and getting things going. And we talked about why she did it and why she left a traditional midwifery practice, why she pivoted into functional medicine, what she loves about it, why she is literally obsessed with helping women feel amazing. And I'll probably bring her on back on the podcast because uh, she's been, it's been incredible to witness her growth and the contributions that she's made, whether she's, you know, gone on uh, some of our local news channels and started to talk about what she does or the services that she's added on. Uh, they've grown quite a bit and, uh, and, and she's out there you know, doing, I think, what a lot of you are maybe interested in, which is a functional medicine approach to uh, care for women. And I love that. Um, so check that one out again, episode number 47. Uh, that was the second most uh, downloaded and listened to podcast. Uh, and, and here's number, here's number one. Okay. Which I was a little surprised about, but you guys, I mean, I'm glad to see it. I got to admit. So episode number 41, how to make 2023 your best one yet. And in that we talked about what's keeping you stuck and how it's not that you didn't have a 2023 planner. We talked about how to outsmart your brain, and we talked about what a uh, emergency outpatient visit taught me as a new midwife. And I share a story of um, one of the most um, surprising and impressive outpatient cases uh, that I have ever witnessed uh, in my career, and, and really kind of how it left me thinking differently. Um, and so, but I love this. I love this for you audience and team. I love that you want to make your years, these next years, your best ones yet. You know why? Because that's what we do. Those of us who have a, an interest in coaching, we're always looking for kind of what's that next step. Like, how are we going to make it better? How are we going to take what we got and improve upon it a little bit? How are we going to grow despite the discomfort, despite the, you know, the annoyance of it? How are we going to grow? And I love that this was the top podcast episode, top in number of downloads uh, and uh, top in number of shares. And so I, now look, it is the beginning of the year. And uh, if you are like, I want to make 2024 my best one yet, girl, you could go and listen to 2020. I'd make 2023 your best one yet. Okay. It's a, it, you can apply that to 
whenever you're ready to start something new, whether it's the first of the year or uh, the first of the month or the first day that you decide this is a year when I'm going to make it my best one yet. So I love that. And I'm so excited that that was uh, included in there. Uh, and, uh, and also I think tells me that you are all the movers and the shakers. And I'm not surprised that tends to be who I coach the movers and the shakers of healthcare. Uh, but I love that, uh, that that was something that was important to you. So, so let's recap. Okay. Oh, hold on. Let's get to these. Don't miss. These are ones that I think are useful for you, especially if you are, um, if you're looking to make 2024 your best one yet, then uh, I have a couple here that I think could be really useful for you. Okay. So number one was episode number 85, which was legal talk for NPs and coaches with Lisa Fraley, JD, who's a legal coach and attorney. And we, Lisa came on and she answered some common uh, legal questions and concerns uh, that she typically gets from NPs who are looking to get started in a private practice. And, uh, I, I really enjoyed having her on. I've used, uh, and you know, my disclaimer on that podcast, uh, episode and on, on this one too, is that I've used some of her products and, and worked with her personally and been pleased, you know, with the service. And so I recommend her and, but I think she covered a lot of the topics that I see commonly discussed, which are how do I, how do I integrate coaching? What happens if I'm a health coach? Where is the gray line between where I can use my license, where I can't? How do I make sure I'm legally covered? And so Lisa really talks through the things that she sees um, as problematic for those of us with advanced degrees and when we bring in coaching. And she's got a lot of experience in it. Her training is as a lawyer. um, And in addition, uh, she has uh, training as an integrative health coach. Um, So uh, I highly recommend that if you are considering coaching or you're starting to dapple in you know, do I do this on the side? Do I create a business? Like, how do I make sure that I'm not you know, going above and beyond my scope of practice? Lisa's got answers and she's pretty clear about how, you know, how she, um, her legal advice for doing that in a way that, you know, doesn't leave your ass exposed. Okay. So go check that out. Also notable episode number 74, helping NPs make $3 million with Monica Carter. So Monica Carter is the, uh, creator of the compensation course. Um, and in that course, with the tools that she has, Monica's helped her students create more than $3 million uh, from negotiations. And so if you are in practice and you're like, I'm not building my private practice quite yet, but I do want the opportunity to um, you know, maybe go and negotiate a better salary with my employer, the compensation course is something that you should have in your back pocket. Highly recommend it. I think last time I checked, it was under a, a thousand bucks. I think it was maybe 800 or 850 or something like that. Well worth it, right? If you're going to negotiate a contract or um, a salary that's five grand more, it's still worth it, right? It would be like if you were walking down the street and I was like, hey, if you give me $800, I'll give you 5,000, right? That's essentially what Monica's doing in that course, right? You invest in understanding the basics of negotiation and how to um, yeah, have conversations about salary and, you know, Monica's got some great tips in there for how to use that to your advantage. So, and she also talks to you in that podcast about just the basics about what she thinks really every NP needs to get, know when, uh, he, she, or they negotiate. And then also why she's adamant that not one of us should be making less than hundred K period, end of story, no fucking questions asked. 
right? So go listen to that. If you're like, who's Monica Carter? Go find Monica on, uh, I think she's Monica, the MP on um, Instagram. Her her course is, is great. I mean, she's out there. Uh, and she's a lovely, she's another, you know, lovely human and, and just, uh, you know, uh, I think really has a great product, uh, to sell. So check that out. Um, episode number 34 is another not to miss. Um, this is my conversation with Ernie Williams. And we talked about how Ernie's, uh, retired from being an OR nurse and went and became a lawyer and, uh, how she pursued her legal degree, how she pivoted in her career and really what she does now and how she is helping NPs be, uh, have the, um, right, uh, steps and, and, uh, modifications in place so that, uh, they are in a great place when the board of health, the board of medicine, the board of nursing, you know, comes calling or shows up at the front door of their private practice. So if you are someone who's looking for some support, I would highly recommend that you check out uh, Your Nurse Lawyer, which is her niece uh, on Instagram. And um, and she talked too in that uh, episode about how, you know, the things that she sees commonly in terms of new business owners and, and why they get stuck and, you know, why more of us aren't successful. And I think it was a great episode. But she's um, she's got a finger on the pulse of, you know, what's going on around the country in terms of, uh, litigation and against nurses. And so I think just as, even if you're like, you know, I don't, I don't need uh, legal protection or, or legal advice. If just to be in the know about what's going on on a national level around the things that are affecting nurses, I think from a legal standpoint, you go follow, make sure that you are following Ernie's. Um, she'll keep you in the know. And, uh, and again, she's another just lovely human and, you know, um, lovely person to have a conversation with, but, uh, but really super smart and, um, and, and doing a great service out there. Uh, and then last but not least was the episode prior to this was, which was episode 99 financial freedom with Nasima McElroy. And, um, Nasima and I talked about, you know, essentially how she paid off 200 K in student loan debt. And how she, and what her best advice is, and we talked about zero-based budgeting. We talked about how, you know, her first house she bought, she could not uh, afford to put blinds up in the house, and she was like, "I was making two hundred grand, still couldn't afford to get the blinds up." And she talks about how she has grown so much in terms of her understanding of, uh, you know, developing financial freedom, and how to generate uh, financial wealth, not only for herself, but also for her children, for her family. And she's just a, she's another, just again, lovely human, like nice, right? Like think of all the people that you meet around our profession. They're just nice people and super smart. And they are, they have a passion for what they do and they're out there to, to share it. Right. And, and to help in the hopes that it makes somebody else, you know, uh, their lives a little bit easier, a little bit better. And I think all these people who um, have come on the podcast really are an example of that. They are people who are, uh, they've, they've, you know, taken something that they understand and that they know, and they did a deep dive and then they turn around and they, you know, make the world a better place for the rest of us. And, uh, that's what pretty much everybody on these top podcasts has, has done, which has been incredible and what a joy to be able to interview them and to, share what they've done and to do it in a way where I also get the benefit of meeting them and talking with them. I mean, comes back to, for me, why this podcast is something that I love to do. So, so that's your rundown. Okay. You got, remember, 
um, uh, episode 59, we can do whatever we want with Megan Phil Reno. Then episode number 49, how to become a coach. We've got, um, for those of you who are looking at HRT and functional medicine, episode number 40, uh, 84, opening a hormone practice with Jackie Piazza. Um, episode number 47, starting a functional medicine practice, uh, with Emily Sadri. And then, um, how to make, you know, this year your best one yet. Um, that was our number one. And then again, for those not to be missed, uh, legal talk for NPs and coaches. That's episode number 85 with Lisa Freely. Um, episode 74, helping NPs make 3 million with Monica Carter. Uh, episode, uh, number three was episode, um, 34, um, with Ernest Williams from OR nurse to your nurse lawyer. Uh, and then, um, uh, episode number 99, uh, creating financial freedom with Nasima McElroy. So, um, you got a lot of, a lot to go check out here. I've given you a list and I hope you, you know, get out there. I do want to just finish off with this last, uh, um, update just so that, you know, uh, over the past two months, we've been working on the nurses living the good life website and, um, we redesigned it. So it's easier for you to find the, um, tools that are going to help, you know, create a more impact and uh, opportunity for you. So, um, so do me a favor, go and check it out. www.nurseslivingthegoodlife.com. And when I say this website is sexy girl, this website is sexy. It looks good. Okay. And I'm so pleased with it. I did it all myself for the most part. And, um, Joy helped me a little bit here and there, but it is a, um, it's a, it's a relatively simple website, but it has all the things that I think are pertinent to nurses who want to live the good life. And so it's got all of our courses on there. It's got our uh, programs like coach training and the MP business accelerator and signing up for the wait lists, uh, for the programs that are out there. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of opportunity. So, so go check it out and, uh, drop me a note if you like it or furthermore, buy a course if you want to change your life. Okay. I mean, let's just get to write. You don't even have to email me, you know, just go buy the course and, uh, listen to it and do the things and, and create your version of the good life. And then when you're ready to be on the podcast, just send me a DM and be like, Hey, I did your shit. And now it's amazing. And I want to come on the podcast. I want to talk about it. Okay. I'm happy to have you. Okay. And some of you do reach out and you're like, Hey, I started my own practice and I saw you on side hustles and I did this. And sometimes I reach out to you and I welcome all of the DMS. Okay. Cause remember this is a podcast and this is an opportunity where we take what we do and we go and share it with the world so that we can be an example of what's possible. And so that we can make sure that anybody else who's sitting out there in the throes of burnout or who thinks that, you know, his, her, their job is the shittiest job that ever existed. And there's no hope and nothing's ever going to get better. We just hope that one of these episodes lands, uh, in their inbox or that someone mentions this podcast and then all of a sudden they have a light bulb moment and say, wait a minute, wait a damn minute. Maybe, 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 maybe it's, maybe that, maybe it could be possible. Maybe I could do that too. Right. Sometimes that's all we need. So, um, and if you'll remember, that's one of the ways that I started on this journey, which was I sat in a classroom and listened to somebody talk about her business. And all of a sudden I felt like if it was possible for her and she was going to give me the formula on how to do it, that it could be possible for me too. And by God it was right. So I'm here to share 
and to um, hopefully give you that opportunity as well. So make sure that you share it. If you like this podcast, go on, rate it, uh, make sure that you subscribe and, uh, and share it with another nurse who, you know, a nurse baddie who needs to hear it, right? You know who you are, you know who the, you know, your besties are, who you're like, girl, we got to get this one up to snuff. She needs some help. Okay. Get out there and uh, share this podcast. So, all right, friends, congratulations. You made it through episode 100. Thank you for being here. It's been a joy to, uh, um, to be here with you every Tuesday. And, uh, and I look forward to the next 100. And if you are somebody who thinks you should be featured on this podcast, then we'll get out your phone, send me a DM and let's fucking talk about it. Stop thinking and just fucking do it. Okay. All right, team. I love you. Take care. See you next time.